I can't focus on these Americans who think that, you know, white power is uber alles. Welcome to Won't Be Silent. I'm your host, political TikToker and opinionator, Abe Gurko. Everyone should be able to voice their opinion. We want people in this current moment of resistance to use their voices. We're here to discuss the many reasons why we can't and won't be silent. Each week we will explore a movement and see if we can bring people together with one goal, to speak up and say, I won't be silent. I'd like to welcome my guest, Marcus Flowers, who's running for Congress in the 14th District of Georgia, up against none other than Marjorie Taylor Greene, or Madge the Vag, as I like to call her. And if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to work really hard to see if we can get Marcus into Congress. It's like, let's send Congress flowers. Thrilled to meet you. I'm glad you're giving me this time. I'm just going to go through some of the hoops that I'm sure you're getting ready to jump through. So what made you decide to run? Well, that's that's kind of a story that begins back in on May 25th last year. That's where the story begins. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that date, the day that I saw the video of George Floyd being murdered. Uh, At the time, I was a government official working for the Department of Defense and, you know, a political person, you know, having spent 27 years working as a soldier. You know, we kind of keep things, politics out of the job. So I started looking into activism and ways to get involved after that. I mean, that murder, there's really no other way. Watching a, another black man who has a had a seven-year-old daughter, I guess she's seven years old now. I have an eight-year-old daughter. You know, that could have been me. I started having this uneasy, restless feeling. But what the tipping point was, Abe, for me, was January 6th, the insurrection. Watching police officers beaten with American flags, watching them being sprayed in the face with pepper spray and bear spray, and hearing all kinds of derogatory remarks remarks towards black men, police officers, people serving the Capitol, you know, in essence, serving our democracy, and then seeing a a Confederate battle flag paraded through the Capitol Rotunda, that was the tipping point for me. The very next day, I called my supervisor and said, you know, I'm going to resign my position as a government official. I'm going to run for Congress against wow. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Awesome. Whereas I could have just sat back, retired from government service, and walked off into the sunset, as they say, hey, but just... First, you're too young to me. walk off into the sunset. <laughs> this isn't a freaking... Well, I, I had a little bit more than a decade <laughs> left, but, you know, you, you get No, it. I mean, I think that's really a, a, you know, that's a compelling story. People are in a bad place. Depression is on the rise, mental health issues. It's, you know, compound that with everything that's going on in our body politic. It became mission critical for me right. to get into this. I can no longer sit back. Mission critical. That's a mission good, critical. That's good. So a little bit about me. I grew up well, I was born in Troy, Alabama. So if you're familiar with John Lewis, you've heard of Troy, Alabama before. Now at 18, I joined the army, ended up going to the Balkans in war zones in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, I worked on missions that provided life support for our troops, helping out diplomats and worked on mentorships, training, helping train armies in Afghanistan and police officers. 
you know, helping them stand up their military and police force. Does the White House know about you yet? I mean, you know, you 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 do you do realize what's happening here, right? Well, tell me what's about, happening. <laughs> you're about to embark on a very visible, very important. Forget about outcome because we can't know what tomorrow brings, right? Mm-hmm. But what you have the to me what's so like almost emotional is that we have an opportunity and I can be part of something that really is going to make a statement at a time in America where race is back being a ridiculous issue. And it's not like, you know what? And the truth is, I don't think it's any worse. I just think because so many people have phones that we're seeing it. Uh, Exactly. It's front and center now. This is something that's been prevalent for me for a long time. Mind you, I spent almost 20 years overseas serving the country. I came back. I, I bought a house in 2012 here in Georgia. Right. Let me tell you about the people here in this district. Mm-hmm. They are kind, caring, passionate people. I mean, these the people I know here, and most of them are Republicans, let's, let's face it. They're not who Marjorie Taylor Greene portrays us to be. You know, but no one in America can believe that. How can they believe that with the person that we sent to Washington, D.C.? Because she is everything that we're not, everything that we're not here. I assure you that. I can assure you that 100%. Everyone that I've talked to, to a person, is embarrassed, is upset with the leadership. And here's one of the things that I tell people. I'm not talking to people because I'm running. I'm running because I'm talking to people. And I've been talking to people. And they're not happy. They weren't happy before she was elected. And they're even more unhappy now. But we're going to change that. We're building a movement here in Georgia right now, Abe. We're actually building upon a movement. That's already been started by the likes of Latasha Brown, Stacey Abrams. And let's not forget about Lucy McBath. She laid the groundwork. Let's not forget about her. My intent is to invest in this district. It's been forgotten. Now it's a red district. So, no, you know, there are plenty of Democrats here who are, you know, ready to do the work, to get the ground game and make it happen in this next election. One of the things that we're facing here, you know, small businesses have shut down. I mean, if you look at this district, this place used to be a textile and manufacturing powerhouse. But, you know, now we're facing a lot of despair, a lot of anger. The opioid epidemic is starting to rear its ugly head here, uptick in crime. People are angry. People are upset. You know, we need to address that. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not addressing any of that. What she's doing right now is building her brand. Yeah, she's trying to be a celebrity or she is now a celebrity. But the word celebrity kind of has become meaningless. There's no doubt that the crazy is going to be there and they're going to attack you left, right. And of course, you just have to not engage with that. So let me ask you something like say three things that is really important to your agenda in in Congress. Well, jobs, first of all, you know, infrastructure is the next big thing. But here's something personal to me. I'm a veteran and I'm a veteran a disabled veteran who suffered a traumatic brain injury. So veterans issues are of paramount importance to me, making sure that our veterans are taken care of. And the other thing is toning down the white hot rhetoric in Congress. You know, we got to get to a point where we don't believe in all of these conspiracy theories or they're not as prevalent. Get rid of the hate, get rid of the culture wars. Bipartisanship has got to come back. 
we're all equal under the sun. And what the father of an LGBTQ child and an uncle as well, you know, LGBTQ plus rights are human rights as far as I'm concerned. We need to get past that racism. And I'm going to push back hard on a lot of that. You know, this is that's my broader fight. It's not just about politics for me. Can I think, can I say what I think is really important to make sure you say on every stump? We've already said it, but to me is like we cannot forget January 6th to me is the number one thing that must be at least addressed at every one of your rallies. It always is. And conversations. Because of your background, because it was one of the motivating factors to be where you are right now and doing what you're doing. But I have a feeling, see, the Democrats tend to get wonky and be all, you know, policy minded. You know what I mean? But the fact that you're going up against the most dangerous, potential murderous, kind of insane, out of the box human being, like, just remind everybody. She is a threat to our democracy. And I swore an oath multiple times to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I took it seriously. She took that same oath. She didn't take it the way I took it. I know you're a proponent of gun rights, and I think that's important, especially in the, you know, the situation in the neighborhood that you're in, because you don't want to. I also believe in common sense gun reform. Yes. We can't have a conversation about guns because people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, wants everyone to have guns. I mean, it's, you know, domestic abusers, people with, you know, violent histories, uh, you, you name it. She wants people on the terror watch list to have weapons. You know, we got to come to a place where we have common sense gun legislation. Right. 100%. Full stop. And I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm pro all the amendments. There are amendments. Swore notes to protect and defend the Constitution. But there are borders around all of those amendments. You know, you can't go into a theater and yell fire, or you can't yell bomb on a plane the same way you can't own a rocket launcher or a surface to air missile. We have borders around all of those. Let's have a let's have the conversation. Your candidacy is going to mean a lot to young people of color. Absolutely. And we'll give them the incentive to get in to to register. Like the whole thing about won't be silent, which is the name of my project that I've been doing. What better way to say I won't be silent than by voting? The intention was to get young people of color registered and voting. Yes. The only really thing you can do as an American is vote. That is your weapon. Your voice. That is your weapon and it's your voice. And in this time, people as crazy as we have around us. It's a weapon, you know. If it weren't so important, why are they trying to take it away? Of course. It's so ridiculous. It's an awesome project. It really is. I feel honored. You answered the calling of your heart. This is what I'm doing now. And I heard John Lewis say that. I said, you know what? He's my idol. Losing him and C.T. Vivian on the same day. Who's going to pick up that torch? I'm under no illusions that I can fill John Lewis's shoes or C.T. Vivian's. But I'm going to try. But you can carry their message forward. You have a really beautiful opportunity. I am just so proud of you. And just keep going. And this is just the beginning. Once again, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm thrilled. I really lost words here, but I appreciate it.
No, that's great. My my pleasure. Are you kidding? Have a great evening. Thank you. Abe, you too. Don't be silent.